the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Podcast. How you doing? My name is Nick DeGilio, and I am your host. This is the Nick D Podcast as part of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, the greatest podcast network in the world. Check us out at RadioMisfits.com. There are tons of great and varied and entertaining and informative, fantastic podcasts that you can hear there. And there is a 24-hour streaming service that you should check out immediately, 24-7. It's like a radio station, only much, much cooler. You'll hear great music from unsigned bands and unheard music. It's a great music show right at RadioMisfits.com. Uh, and you can also hear all great episodes of the podcasts that are available at Radio Misfits, including my podcasts. I have two of them. You can hear them daily. This one, the Nick D Podcast, every day at 3 p.m. Central at RadioMisfits.live. And my Saturday Night Live podcast. That show hasn't been funny in years, an SNL podcast, daily at 9 a.m. Central. And it's 24 hours of streaming services and podcasts. You can hear my podcast and all kinds of other great things. Make sure you check it out. Radiomisfits.live. Radiomisfits.live. All righty then. Hey, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, it is the Nick D Podcast. Hey, you want to be a sponsor on this podcast? Buy some advertising. Uh, we got some sponsors coming in, having a great time doing that. Lots and lots and lots and lots of people listen to this podcast. So you should actually... You should do this. Sponsor us. Sales at RadioMisfits.com. Say, I want to be a sponsor. Sales at RadioMisfits.com. Want to be a part of the Nick D podcast on a regular basis? Our voicemail system is open 24-7. We want to hear from you. We really want you to call in and leave your voice messages. I listen to every single one of them, and I play many of them back on the podcast. So be a part of the podcast. Leave your voicemail 24-7-773-417-6948. Drop us an email anytime you want. NickDPodcast at gmail.com. So there you go. Jason Skaggs, he's my main man. He does all the music and the themes and the weirdness and the audio. Ed Silla's my main man also. He does all the rest. He is the king. Rate and review us on every platform. Please take the time to listen and subscribe, like, share, all that cool stuff. It's the Nick D Podcast. We have a jam-packed, packed, jam, sham, jam, damn jam show today. Mike Kurz is going to join me. He and his wife, Mia, run the Midway Drive-In in Dixon, Illinois, or Sterling, Illinois. It's right on the border, Dixon, Illinois. Uh, and uh, the Midway Drive-In is a fantastic facility um, that Mike and Mia have been running for years. And they have a really fantastic event coming up next weekend. On Saturday, September 16th, it is a Dusk Till Dawn flashback weekend hosted. Unbelievable. Four horror movies back-to-back-to-back-to-back marathon. Um, and it's going to be unbelievable. We'll tell you all about it. Four great 80s horror movies. There will be uh, horror vendors there. If you've never been out there, you should check it out. We'll give you all the details, all four of the great movies. We'll talk about the drive-in. Mike Kurz from the Midway Drive-In and from Flashback Weekend is going to join me to talk about that event. I'll be out there um, uh, doing all kinds of great stuff as part of the Dusk Till Dawn horror that's happening at the drive-in 
on September 16th. To give you all the details, I'll be out there too. We'll talk to Mike Kurz. And then Jen Bosworth Ramirez, old friend of mine, Jen, uh, here in Chicago, spent a significant amount of time acting and telling stories, and now she's in L.A., and she has amazing stories to tell. She's an incredibly talented actress who books a lot of commercials and TV shows. She's been in movies. She's a great stage actress. She is an unbelievable storyteller and did the storytelling circuit here in Chicago and in L.A., and uh, she is uh, going to tell us all about some of the great things that she's done while she's been in L.A., what her next projects are, where we can see her on TV. And, of course, she spent a significant amount of time as Nicolas Cage's assistant. So we will hear stories from that. That's Jen, Jen Bosworth Ramirez. And the lovely Esmeralda Leon will join us. She's my partner in crime. Uh, we're going to finish up these celebrity rumors, these crazy celebrity rumors. We're going to get to that. we got a magic megaphone and all kinds of cool stuff. So Esmeralda Leon will join me in the last part of the show. Jen Bosworth Ramirez will join me uh, a little bit later on. And Mike Kurz will join me right after uh, this segment. And by the way, uh, speaking as Esmeralda, we are very excited to announce that we're coming back. Yes, we are coming back to do the Nick D podcast live at Zanies in Rosemont. We did it up until around uh, the spring, took a summer break, because not a lot of people go to comedy clubs on a Tuesday during the summer. So we are going to come out and pack the place for a special Halloween-themed Nick D Podcast Live. Mark down the date, mark down the time. Get your tickets now, Tuesday, October 24th, at Zany's in Rosemont, 7.30 start time. Uh, we are going to be there live. Me and Esmeralda will be hosting it. My dad's going to come up and tell jokes at the end of the show. We'll have a special surprise guest. We'll announce it very soon. We've got giveaways and all kinds of cool stuff and interactive stuff. You'll be a part of a live podcast recording. You'll be a part of it. We give away cool prizes. It'll be some Halloween-themed stuff. We'll talk about scary things, and we'll, we've got, we're going to have some Halloween candy for taste testing. It'll be great. Me, Esmeralda on stage, you in the audience, part of the recording. It's a live podcast that you have to come to. Let's pack the place. We're coming back to uh, Zanies and Rosemont. It's going to be funny. It's going to be entertaining. It's going to be hilarious. We're going to have great surprises and great guests. My dad's going to tell a joke. You will be there and you will pack the place. So let's come on out. Let Zanies know that the Nick D fans are going to come out in mass. So it's the Nick D Podcast Live Tuesday, October 24th at Zanies in Rosemont. Doors will open at 6.30. The show is at 7.30. Let's pack the place. Get your tickets now. Rosemont.zanies.com. Nick D Podcast Live Tuesday, October 24th. Or you can call the box office at 847-813-0484. That's 847-813-0484. It's the Nick D Podcast Live. Me, Esmeralda, my dad, special surprise guests. Halloween uh, taste testings and all kinds of really scary stuff. You will be a part of it. We will ask you questions. We got prizes to give away, dinners, and all kinds of really cool stuff. It's going to be a blast. Zanies and Rosemont, Tuesday, October 24th, the Nick D Podcast Live. Rosemont.zanies.com. Get your tickets now. You know who wants to be there, but she can't. She's busy. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. I know you do, baby. So anyway, get your butt out to the Nick D Podcast Live, Tuesday, October 24th, Zanies in Rosemont, 7.30 showtime, 847-813-0484 or rosemont.zanies.com. Mike Kurz from the Midway Drive-In is going to talk to me right after uh, we take a break here to talk about this. Hey there. Are you tired of that same old, the same old stories? Well, buckle up because Brian Alaspas Devoured. Yeah, that's right. Brian Alaspas Devoured is about to take you on a wild ride. St. Louis is teetering on the edge with riots, unrest, and the mayor's downright stubborn insistence 
that the 4th of July must go on. But don't tell that to public safety manager Logan Field. He's got problems bigger than the most overcooked barbecue. With a deadly attack, a missing boy, and mysterious events that make your Aunt Sally's ghost stories look like a fairy tale, something sinister is brewing in the city. Logan's at his wit's end. The only help he can find is a struggling hunter and a professor who's a whiz with ancient evils. It sounds like the start of a bad joke, right? But there's nothing funny about what's awakening in St. Louis. So join the race against time as this unlikely trio faces down an evil as old as time itself. Think your commute's tough? Try saving a city from being, you guessed it, devoured. Brian Alaspa's Devoured will have you laughing and gasping and frantically flipping pages. So grab some popcorn, turn down those lights, and dive into a world where saving the city just might be the craziest 4th of July ever, and trust us, it's more exciting than a sparkler, and the only thing that might get burned is the midnight oil as you read till dawn. Brian Alaspa's Devoured. Thrilling, chilling, and the perfect way to spice up your summer. It's available now in paperback for Kindle exclusively through Amazon.com. Brian Alaspa's Devoured. Congratulations. You're about to listen to the Nick D Podcast. It's by far the best decision you've made today. It makes the other podcasts seem like crap. Oh yeah, don't be a jackal. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. <coughs> the sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. There it is. Uh, of course, classic uh, intermission uh, uh, animated uh, let's all go to the lobby bit that uh, we hear when we go to the movies and we go to the drive-in in particular. And uh, on September 16th, next Saturday, uh, uh, we are going to be, uh, I will be at the Midway uh, Drive-In. Uh, and you can check out uh, the midwaydrivein.net, and it's in Dixon, Illinois, uh, for the Dusk Till Dawn Horror Fest. Um, and uh, one of the owners of the, uh, the drive-in, of the Midway Drive-In, and uh, one of the people that runs Flashback Horror Convention is Mike Kurz. And Mike joins us to talk a little bit about this event coming up. Hey, Mike. Hey, Nick. How you doing? Pretty good, sir. How are you? Good, good. All right, all right. So, um, first of all, the Midway Drive-In. Uh, give us a little history on the Midway and how long has the Kurz family run the Midway Drive-In? Well, the Midway opened in 1950, and we purchased it in 2007. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so what you've you've uh, you've owned the Drive-In since 2007, and you guys. Uh, you, you've run it. It's great. And it was a little bit rough there. And the, how did the actually uh, how did how did it go for COVID for you guys? It was a little bit uh, it was a little bit weird because only drive-ins were doing pretty well then. Right. Yes. Actually, COVID was uh, was the one business that was great during COVID, aside from uh, face masks and hand sanitizer businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, because the indoor theaters were closed and uh, and so the drive-ins were open and. 
And even though our first run movies weren't available because the studios pulled all their big releases off the release calendar because no indoor theaters were open, but drive-ins were able to play repertory older classics and did, did great with them. And, uh, and in fact, uh, drive-ins, uh, me and I are part of an organization, UTOA, the United Drive-In Theaters Organization Association, and and we and we geared up a special event with the uh, with the for the 45th anniversary of Jaws in in uh, June of uh, 2020, and all of us drive-in theaters, we were talking via Zoom calls all throughout the the COVID, and uh, and we developed a plan to where we would all show Jaws on the same weekend, which was its 45th anniversary. And, and the goal was to see if we could get it to the top of the charts. And so all of us driving owners in the organization, we showed Jaws and Jurassic Park as a double feature, both were from Universal. And, uh, and that weekend, we, we made news because uh, in all the industry, Steven Spielberg, Jaws and uh, Jurassic Park were one and two on the top of grossing charts so so it just showed the power of drive-ins if we yeah, all unite can. and get together so it's yeah. one of the most successful events we've we've done well the drive-in's a special place i know you and you and me definitely feel that way and you wouldn't be running if, uh, if you're driving if you didn't but i used to go to the drive-in all the time when i was a kid i went all the way up until they started to close down i mean uh, the ones that i used to go to I went to the sunset a lot. Um, oh yeah, and McCormick, yes. Yeah, which is now a red, which is now I believe a Red Lobster um, and a mall. Very sad, um, yeah. Harlem and Irving, I used to go to that one all the time. Uh, Me too, there were yeah. So many uh, uh, that we would go to. The Twin was the one that we went to up until like it closed. Uh, one of the last ones to to close in the area. Um, and and so I, I loved going to the drive-in when I was a kid. I loved going to the drive-in when I was adult. And uh, and I love going to the drive-in in general. And now, uh, before we get into to talking about uh, the the horror fest that's happening on Saturday, September sixteenth, given all the details on that, uh, congratulations on such a great and successful flashback uh, flashback weekend uh, about a month ago. Just ended about a month ago. Um, again, uh, you know, unbelievable turnout, uh, great uh, great celebrity guests, really fun events. It was great, and I always am thrilled that uh, to be a part of it, and uh, and and always honored to be a part of it. And I, I I thought it went exceptionally well this year. Were you guys happy with it? Oh, we sure will. And uh, and thank you so much for help, Nick. You're such a vital part of the team. Thank you. Yeah, it's great, and it was a, a lot of fun. And again, it'll happen next year uh, in August. Um, and uh, we'll you know as we get closer to announcements, you guys always like to announce the guests as you go along for the year. But if people want to see, uh, you know, a look at the past events of the flashback, they can check out flashbackweekend.com uh, for all of that. And you guys have flashback. You do flashback every year so that you can keep the drive-in running. That's one of the things I love about this is that the flashback horror convention, that's a grassroots thing. It's not a corporate convention. That's you guys. That's your family. And you do it in order to keep the Midway drive-in running, correct? Yes. When we started flashback, it was... It was not so much a convention so much as it was a tribute to film with, with evening events at, in a real indoor movie theater with a huge screen setting. And, and the, 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 the plan was to showcase film and, and our favorite movies and the talent that made them. So then we would have the, the, the big screen movie showings in the evening, and then the afternoon we would do the convention right. to give people something to do during the day. Yeah, and and we're we're very unique because we we developed that format, and uh, and in the last twenty 
two years since we've been doing it, other conventions have latched on to our convention concept, but, but yeah. they, but, but, but that they don't showcase film the way we do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so this year, uh, the, the, this is a flashback weekend, uh, celebration. So it's actually under the guise of flashback under the umbrella of flashback. Yes. And the, the event we do, uh, cause with flashback, what we've done now is the, we have the convention part and, and this dust to dawn show that we do at the midway Mm-hmm. Is is our uh, is the theatrical big screen component right. flashbacks to where we right. showcase the movies big screen here. Right, it's like so part two. Yeah, so let, we'll tell you all about the movies, but really quickly, it's a flashback weekend midway drive-in dusk till dawn horror fest. It's Saturday, September sixteenth. The gates open at five p.m. You can get there early. There's going to be a big flea market with a bunch of horror vendors. A lot of the great vendors who are at flashback weekend at the Hyatt at the hotel are going to be out there. Um, and there's going to be horror vendors, there's going to be horror trailers, vintage, uh, vintage concession ads, a lot more horror shorts, uh, Bloody Bites from Bloody Disgusting and Scotchworthy Productions are going to be showing some horror shorts and some trailers and all kinds of fun stuff. And everything begins, the gates open at 5 o'clock, get out there early, the concession stand is going to be open, um, and all kinds of great stuff. And what are the four films that you're showing in this great From Dusk Till Dawn Horror Fest on September 16th? We are starting off with Child's Play from 1988. Of course, this is the the uh, 35th anniversary of Child's Play, mm-hmm. and uh, and we had a couple of the uh, we had uh, Alex Vincent from Child's Play this just uh, last yeah. month. So yeah. we thought we should show Child's Play, mm-hmm. and then return the Return of the Living Dead from 1985. Classic, and uh, so we're really looking forward to this because mm-hmm. that is such a fun fun movie. It's a great one. Yeah, it's a great one. One of my favorites. And Clue Gulliger. I love Clue Gulliger. Oh, yeah. He is great. Yeah. And And then? And then another anniversary, the 40th anniversary of the Slumber Party Massacre. And, Nick, you tell everyone about Slumber Party Massacre for a moment. Well, Slumber Party Massacre is an amazing film. Well, first of all, it makes me feel really old that, one, Child's (laughs) Place is 35 years old, and that, two, Slumber Party Massacre is 40 years old. But it's written and directed by an incredible female filmmaker, a great feminist filmmaker named Amy Jones, who worked with uh, Roger Corman, worked with other people, and made a really incredible movie in 1984 called Love Letters, one of the first very serious roles for Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, and I love that movie. And what's crazy about uh, Slumber Party Massacre is that, in fact, it is written and directed by a woman and told from that point of view. It's almost like a feminist satire of a slasher movie. Um, and it's really effective and really great. I love it. And that's Slumber Party Massacre. That's a classic. Great. And then fourth up, and for the fourth, the final movie of the evening, we always try to pick something fun, a little bit out there. And so for this year, it's Frankenhooker. Frankenhooker. Oh, man. Uh, the incredible uh, Henenlotter. You can't, you can't go wrong with Frank Henenlotter. You just can't. Um, you, know, b- b- you know, all the basket case movies are great. And Frankenhooker is a classic. Um, and I love the you – know, tell everybody about the quote that's on the ad for the poster for, for Franken uh, for Frankenhooker. Okay. The, the quote is from Bill Murray. Yeah. And it reads, if you see only one movie this year, it should be Frankenhooker. That's right. And Bill the, Murray. And, <laughs> and that is an accurate quote because, because uh, Frankenhooker was being edited down the hall from uh, – with, with from Bill Murray, who was doing the his his uh, clown comedy with starring Gina Davis, yeah, and uh, quick and change, so, yeah, quick change, yes, yes, and they got to know 
the the two directors and it got, they got to know each other and talking. So Bill Murray supplied that quote for Frankenhooker. That's right. If there's one movie you see this year, make sure it's Frankenhooker and that's Bill Murray. So uh, Child's Play will begin at 8, followed by Return of the Living Dead, and then Slumber Party Massacre and Frankenhooker. Four classics uh, uh, on the big screen and, uh, and, and projected beautifully. And by the way, really quickly before we, we let you go, you guys just did some restoration on the drive-in and on the screen in particular. You guys did a major restoration for the screen, so it's going to look brand new when we go out there next week. Yes, yes, and that screen has been standing since 1950. And and uh, so we've we've we, we spent the last month. In fact, right when flashback ended, I started going to the midway every day, working with the uh, with the contractors. We hired uh, Tucker Painting, based in Dixon, Illinois, and they did a great job. And and their crew was there working every day, and I was working yeah. on, on other projects as well there. Because well, we it need looks to great. Get, yeah, because it we need to great. get the. We need to get the driver looking great since you are going to be there in a week yes, and a half. I, I yes, I am going to be there, and, uh, and, uh, and I'm very excited. And my, my girlfriend, who, by the way, is now into horror. I don't know how that happened, Mike, but, uh, but <laughs> she is now. And all it took was, all it took was a visit for, for, to Flashback, and she's going to be there, um, and it's going to be exciting. And it's Flashback Weekend's Midway Drive-In, Dust Till Dawn Horror Fest. I will be there hanging out. Say, come up and say hi. It's uh, 20 bucks, right? Tickets are 20 bucks. Yes. And uh, you can't now. There's a food. You, people can bring food, but they have to have a food pass. How does that work? Yes, they can because a lot of people are asking, can they bring their own drinks? So we. Yeah. So if they, so if they want to bring their their own cooler of drinks. Yeah. And or food, they can purchase a ten dollar food permit either in advance or at the box office, and then okay. bring their own stuff in. And then our concession stand is open with, with all the classic American fare. Yeah, as well. I will. Be, I will be eating like a pig at your concession stand, Mike. I guarantee yes. you that. Oh, and, oh, I, oh, and by the way, also, uh, Nick will. You will also be doing some announcements uh, ah. during during the evening as well. I will, and I'll, it'll be great. And so I'll be up there making announcements. So come up and say hi. I'll be there. Mike will be there. Mia will be there. Everybody's going to be there. A bunch of people from the Flashback Weekend. A lot of great horror vendors. You can buy some unbelievable merchandise at the flea market. Gates open at 5, get there early. You can buy a $10 food pass so you can bring in a cooler with your food and your drinks and stuff like that. But also go to the concession stand. You can get all the classic fare. And again, four great horror movies. It's Saturday, September 16th, Midway Drive-In in Dixon, Illinois. Child's Play, Return of the Living Dead, Slumber Party Massacre, Frank and Hooker. Gates open at 5, Vendor Flea Market, all kinds of great stuff. And I will be there. I'll be introducing some of the stuff and making announcements. And it's just going to be a blast. And all the information is available at themidwaydrivein.net. Themidwaydrivein.net. So get your tickets now. 20 bucks to get in. 10 bucks for the food pass. Um, and uh, it's going to be amazing. And so I'm looking forward to it, Mike. It'll be my first time at the Midway. I'm so excited. I can't wait. Great. Can't wait for you to see it, Nick. Okay. All right, Mike. Thanks, buddy. Great. We'll see everyone in on September 16th. September 16th. Okay. Mike Kurz, everybody, and uh, you can check it out at the Midway Drive-In. It's going to be a blast. Flashback Weekend Horror Convention. The highlight of every summer for me, I've been, I've been a part of the Flashback Weekend for 21 years, over 12, 22 years, and, uh, and I'm excited to be a part of this. I'll be making announcements and introducing stuff, so I will be there. Come on out. Say hi to me, and uh, you can buy a whole bunch of cruel stuff at the flea market. And it's going to be amazing. So check out the vendors. Check out the flea market. There's going to be trailers, concession stand uh, ads, horror shorts, and four classic great horror films. Uh, Gates open at 5, first movie at dusk, and it goes till dawn. The Dusk Till Dawn Horror Fest from Flashback Weekend, Midway Drive-In in Dixon, Illinois, Saturday, September 16th. Saturday, September 16th. Get there at around 5 and hang out all night. 
themidwaydrivein.net. It's going to be a great, great time. All right, speaking of great times, let's say hello to my great friend, Jen Bosworth Ramirez. And I am thrilled uh, to welcome to the podcast an old friend um, who um, I met many, many, many years ago here in Chicago, who spent a significant amount of time here um, acting and writing and doing the storytelling thing and uh, was a regular on my show and actually did a lot of fill-in work at the car wash mm. um, uh, for many years. Uh, and uh, and I'm so always thrilled to, to have her back on the podcast. It's Jen Bosworth Ramirez. Hi, Jen. Hi. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. And Miles, my husband, who is in yes. love with you, like now more than ever. So now we listen to you and you and Esmeralda like daily. He'll just oh. pl- keep playing it on repeat, which is weird. Like that's a weird thing. But he loves you, Miles. And he's well. Miles hello. is the one. Miles is the one. Uh, Miles has been a fan of mine. Jesus Christ for oh, Jesus. I mean, many oh. years. Since the 90s, my friend, early yeah. 90s, late 80s. I mean, he listened to you before that when you were on Roy's show, but he yeah. then became obsessed with you specifically when you got your own show. Like that for him, I think, was like maybe he was maybe happier than you when you got your own show. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that. And then he took me to see one of your plays, I think, that you wrote when we first started dating. I can't mm-hmm. remember. It was at Factory. And then, okay. anyway, since then, and then he was like, you should be a guest on Nick's show. And then I, I said, can I be a guest on your show? I wrote you like a fan letter and you had me on. And that was yeah. like 20, I want to say like 20, I don't know, 10. Yeah. I don't know. It was, it was a while there. ago. Yeah. It was a long mm-hmm. time ago. Well, and, uh, and, uh, and, and there you are. Now you're out, you guys are out in LA. How long have you been out there now? You, you, uh, you guys moved out there when everybody was wearing masks and sick, right? Yeah, it was awful. It was it was really a dumb a dumb decision in some ways, but we did it. Yeah, I I needed to, I wanted to um, come back to LA because I had lived here, you know, from two thousand to two thousand and six when I worked for Nick Cage, which is a whole nother Oprah, as I like to say, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But um, and then I wanted to come back and give it a shot again because my experience in the aughts, uh, Nick, you know, it's it's a weird day when. Nick Cage is not like the hardest part of your trip to LA working yeah. for him. So it was just a hard time. And then, um, so we came back and we're here and we actually live um, now in Ventura because as you said, and I think, you know, when you went to go pick up the late great Mike view that LA is just it, it, to be, to be quite fair, LA proper is a horrible place. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. just is. And so we moved out an hour outside um, by the, by the, ocean because i i could not it's weird my dad used to say to la is a cesspool la is a cesspool and i would be like oh no and then i was like oh la is kind of a cesspool so yeah. we live uh, by the beach yeah it's a hard place so yeah i'm sorry about mike by the way oh, oh yeah i know uh, mike for people who don't know my one of my best friends ever uh yeah uh, mike mike view an amazing actor and a great writer brilliant um and um I worked with him on several things. I mm-hmm. acted with him and, you know, we did a show together called um, Here Comes a Regular. Yes. Uh, that Mike and I wrote and I directed and I was in and then I directed uh, and co-wrote uh, The Vinyl Shop, which is our version yep. of High Fidelity. And Mike played the lead in that. By the way, that's available online if people want to check it out. It's on YouTube. 
I mean, I watched the, I've watched that monologue is so brilliant that he delivers that I saw on, on, I think on Facebook, it is so good. Like that is, he's so good. And he was also, I think I saw him on like mob doctors. He was pretty good. Yeah. Mob doctor. He was a regular on prison break. He was in, um, the dark Knight. He was in, yes. Uh, public so enemies. Ta- he was so talented. An amazing, so amazing talented. guy. And if you, if yeah. you, you know, it's out there. It's on YouTube. My uh, the Vinyl Shop. If you want to look for it, you can look up the Vinyl Shop on YouTube. That's the one that uh, I wrote with Mike. Um, we did it before Cusack did of High yep. Fidelity, and it was our version of High Fidelity, and I directed it. And that whole performance is that we put it up there like after Mike passed. Yeah. Uh, my friend Colin was like, "Hey, I'm just going to put this up on YouTube, so if people want to see Mike." act they can um you know and it's free so if you go to youtube and you type in you know like vinyl shop performance the vinyl shop performance the entire play is up there all two hours of it is up there um, it's it's so good it's so i haven't i don't think i've saw because i wasn't around when when it when it um premiered but i can watch it now i had i yeah. think i've just seen parts of it and it, well, he's so good he's amazing and, and the entire cast is great and it's a, and and uh you know i just i'm real proud of it it's a, i think it's one of the best things i've ever written and and working with Mike on that was amazing. And if you just want to see uh, what was a, an amazing dude, an amazing actor, again, check it out. Uh, you can see it on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, Mike View is the lead in it. There's a bunch of other great Chicago actors in it. And I co-wrote it and I directed it. And it's called The Vinyl Shop. And if you go to YouTube, Vinyl Shop Performance, you'll see it. And uh, it's definitely worth worth looking at just for Mike yeah. alone. Yeah. Amazing. So, so yeah. So all this to say that, yes, we are we are outside of L.A., but yeah, we're in Southern California. And um, while it's beautiful, I do really miss Chicago. It's interesting. I, I Miles and I uh, binged uh, Gilmore Girls again. <laughs> and if anything makes you miss fall, it's the Gilmore Girls. I yeah. mean, like, it's such... So, I don't know where I was in my life that I didn't. Well, I do know I was working for Nick Cage and that was my life when the show was on. Yeah. But when it was originally, it is so good. It's the I, best. I, it is so good. And, and yeah. the performances are great. So anyway, I was binging that and it made me miss fall in Chicago. Yeah. And so I'm. Yeah. Hang well, out because yeah. For, let's give people a, a you know just a just a warm up on who you are in case they haven't. Oh. Uh, uh, you're, you're you're I knew you again from Chicago, but you spent some time in L.A. You mentioned that you were. Uh, Nick Cage's assistant, and we'll probably hear a couple of those stories before we get out of here. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, but Jen, you you you're an actress, obviously. You yes. are in the story writing community and the yes. uh, and the storytelling community here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. How did it all start for you? Let's get a let's get a Jen Bosworth Ramirez sure. one hundred one real quick. Well, um, I I uh, I was really um, a dorky kid, and then I decided, oh, like maybe I could be funny and have and um, you know do something. So I. So I started, um, you know, acting and stuff like that. But I was never like I always say this and people think I'm crazy. But like especially after watching like I watched last night, The Irishman again. And I I like there are actors, actors. I was not that I was like someone who didn't know where they wanted to be. And so I and I liked humans. So I did improv and stuff like that. And then I really started writing um, personal essays in about 07, 08 and performing them in Chicago, which had this thriving and still does, I'm guessing, um, post pandemics, probably trying to pick up a live lit storytelling scene, which is like basically where people get together and tell true funny or true ish funny or not so funny stories in a room. And it's usually free and it's usually at a book store or a bar. And I met 
some of the most incredible folks there in, in like 07, 08 and continued to do that, which is how I ended up on your show because I was like promoting something and I was like, maybe Nick will have us on. And, and it was, and we, we went on and it really helped being on your show to sort of expose people to the fact that you can go and just for a drink or a coffee price with no cover, no nothing, see amazing true stories told yeah. by people who are really funny, some of whom are actors and some aren't, you know? So, um, yeah. So that was, that was, uh, that's how I met you. And that's, and then I just, um, got an agent again. I mean, I went to acting school at DePaul, but I, I swear, I always say like, I drank a lot then. And I, I don't remember most of my <laughs> college life, but yeah. I, I know that I was not great as an actor, but that I, I had potential, uh, you know, as a writer maybe. And I just now feel like I'm starting to understand at 47, almost 48, like what acting actually is. And I know mm. for you, when you see it as a director and a, a sometime actor and a writer, and also as a critic, like when someone is good, like a, um, you know, uh, Carrie, uh, what's her last name? Your girlfriend. I can't oh, remember. This one? Hi, I'm Carrie Russell and I love Nick's show. Like, there you, you go. About? Yeah. How could I forget Carrie Russell or yeah. someone like, you know, Elizabeth Moss who, who uh, you know, those are like, you're like, oh, they're brilliant. They were made to do this. I never yeah. really felt like that, but I feel like now I'm just starting to sort of understand the acting vibe, but yeah, I'm writing and you know, I'm on strike. And so I'm not really doing anything right. other than, you know. Right. Well, before we yeah. before we jump into what you've been doing and, and some of the things that uh, we sure. want to talk about. Uh, the strike. Now, you're there. You're uh, you're on the outskirts of L.A. right now. Yes. You're on the, you're on the water. Yes. But obviously, you know, it, it. the entire area is affected yes. by it. What is your thoughts? What's going on? Have you been out on the so, picket line? In, in, yes. In, in, and stuff like that. Tell me a little bit about yes. what's happening strike-wise out there. Yes. So in L.A., it's really interesting. So I am not a member of the WGA, but I am the Writers Union, but I am a SAG member. And so I've picketed both just in solidarity and as a SAG actor. And here's the thing, like nobody, which is like a lot of careers, a la radio, media, anything, There is there are so few people able to earn a living in this field. Like so few, I had no idea. I mean, I knew I was broke, but I assumed somebody was making money, but it's really, um, it's real. no one is. And things have to change because we're not, we're not, no one's able to live, especially in California on, on sort of what they're paying and streamers while the content is bountiful, the pay is garbage for right. writers and for actors. So things have to change and to be honest. I mean, I, I, I'm not a, like a doom and gloomer, but I don't know if the change is going to be enough. So what I, I, what I've decided, a lot of people are like, you know what, I'm just going to do, I'm going to write what I want to write and I'm going to do what I want to do. Even knowing that it may never, I may, I may never make a dime from this. And to be honest, I never made, yeah. I never made a living doing this. So it's not yeah. as though I had some glorious career and now I'm like, oh, I'm going to be broke. I've always been broke. So I was like, <laughs> I might as well do what I want to do. And if it gets bought and if the system changes then great and i can sell and be and work but if not at least i will have this good art which is like super chicago sort of theater mentality which i adore like that's the grittiness of 
of of sort of us Chicagoans is that like we're gonna make the art right it it yeah. may not sell we may not be famous we may not whatever but who cares like in the end we'll have stuff like vinyl shop like Miles' favorite is being at choice did you yeah. write that I did not I um, okay um, okay I appeared I appeared in the I directed the remount of it. That's right. And uh, he saw that one. So anyway, yeah. so we'll have that for eternity to know we did that, you know, even if Joe Schmo won't buy it or whatever. So the strike is rough and it's especially rough, um, I, I would guess, for people that are used to making a living doing it. But I never have. So there you go. Yeah. You no, I, it's understandable. You know, it makes sense. And that whole thing that you bring up, it's it's great to, you know, like I think a lot of people who have not. That's why that's why, you know, my old friend, as we just mentioned, the, the late great Mike View. Um, he lasted a year and a half. He's like, yeah. I can't, I can't deal. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. and that's because he grew up here in Chicago and right. worked Chicago theater. And until you kind of know what it's like to work your ass off and not make any money, you know, but be very proud of what you're doing. Yeah. I mean that, you know, I mean, it's, it's weird. Cause there's a, there is that, 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 cause I mean, as you know, uh, uh, Jen, we've talked about this a million times. I think the best city in the country to do theater is Chicago. Correct. And most people would say New York. Yeah. And, 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 and I can understand that. But in Chicago, there, is, there are theaters everywhere. And you can, you can put a show up in a house of like 20 or whatever. And Correct. you can work. And you can work at it. Like I didn't make a dime working at the factory. No. And I worked at the factory for like, I don't know, almost 20 years I was with the factory. Right. Over 15. And, and, and I've written, I don't even know how many shows I wrote. I, I directed a ton and appeared in a ton of them. Didn't make a dime on any of them, but that experience right. made me a much better writer and a director today. And But I you know, didn't make a dime doing it. And, right. and people out in L.A. don't understand how that works. No, how no, works. they don't understand. And they also don't understand. It's interesting. It's like someone told me, like, you, the only way to get better at writing is to write and yeah. you will not be paid for all that writing so you might as well and i was like oh like i i really thought with writing like oh someone will give me a job on a show as a staff writer and then i will practice and get better no 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 you just have to keep doing it regardless mm -hmm. of who's hiring you mm -hmm. i didn't understand that until very recently and now i'm just writing my butt off because i i understand that like writing begets writing and it also makes you better by doing it even if no one is saying, oh, my God, you're the next big thing. We love you. You right. have to just keep writing. Right. I didn't get that until I was like 47. So that's right. it's really interesting. I thought, oh, yeah, well, someone's going to discover me. Right. Well, what are you writing now? You said you're writing a lot. What have you been working on? And uh, okay. tell me a little bit about what you've been writing. OK, so I watched Handmaid's Tale, which I hated. <laughs> With so much vengeance, I, I had a reaction. It wasn't even like, oh, this is, you know, hard to watch, and so I'm not going to watch it. I was like, no, this is, I, I really don't even, I don't consider myself a political person or a social activist, but I was like, oh, this is part of the problem because it's like everything is doom and gloom. We're all doomed. Everyone is, all men are terrible. Everything is horrible. And I was like, oh, no, no, we need hope. So um, even like I was thinking of you because I watched uh, – Evil Dead with your friend Dana, right? Dana, and right. My future ex-wife, Dana DeLorenzo. Your future yeah. ex-wife. And I was thinking to myself, why do I like this better? 
harder than Handmaid's Tale. And I'll tell you why. Because in horror, there is hope. There's always hope that you're going to slice off the bad guy's head with a chainsaw. And you know <laughs> you can take... There will be someone doing something that right. is really active. Right. Handmaid's Tale, I was like, this is like being kicked to death by bunnies over and over again. <laughs> and having no hope that it's ever right. going to end. And right. I had to say, no. So that prompted me to write like a horror dystopian Western where there's a lot of killing and there's, but there is hope. You're always like, Hey, I think this, this bad guy is going to get a knife in the neck and I'm going to, I'm going to tune in for that. So I think that's my reaction. So I'm writing a lot of horror, which is so freeing. And I know you love horror and I, I could never understand it until I started writing. And I thought this is the best way to get across how sort of angry people are. But at the same time, there is an active way to show like all is not lost because you very well could, you know, um, yeah. stick someone with an ice pick and escape the horror house, you know? Yeah. It's interesting. So that I you, love that, horror. It's interesting that, you know, it's, it's funny. I have, uh, I've just started uh, uh, seeing someone, Jen. I know this is, this is always a, no, I am so I um, cannot but I am so happy. I see yeah. the pictures and Miles is like calm down. <laughs> but I know you have and I know they have a dog, correct? She has a dog. Yes, Julie has yes. a dog. Yes. She has a dog named Trixie. Uh, and yes, we, we who likes you a lot. She does. Okay. Yes. Um but it's funny because like Julie is not a horror person, but it's odd. Um, we've been dating about a month now, and now she came to Flashback all three days, which is a horror yes. convention. Oh, yes. Um, she has been seeing some horror movies. We're going to the drive-in, uh, which I just talked about with my Kurs uh, yes. uh, next week, to see Child's Play, oh, and she gosh. hates Chucky. She's not going to be, she's going to have a hard time oh. during that one. Uh, okay. Return of the Living Dead, the punk rock uh, uh, zombie yes. movie. Um, Slumber Party Massacre. Um, oh yes which by the way is written and directed by a feminist named Amy uh, Amy Jones yep. Uh, yep. and of course it's it, the closing the closing film is of course Frank and Hooker so oh, um, yes her friends and her sisters are like why the fuck are you dating this guy yes. Frank yes. and Hooker but she's I actually having a, having a we, uh, we just saw They Live just this past weekend oh. she had never seen it before so, so he, the, the horror yeah, the thing, thing is, the horror thing if, if, if you're kind of late to it it's not all it. like it's not all dark and murderous no. and stuff. There's, there's great there's great stuff to it. So you're discovering the horror genre. Then, oh, Jen. I am discovering the horror genre, and I have so much respect. And also meeting other horror writers, the greatest people ever. Yeah. Also hilarious people because yeah. nobody ever really took them seriously. So they didn't have this sort of artiste mentality. A lot of them of like, of like, oh, I'm better than you, or we're like the pinnacle. We're the best it's more like this is what i like this is real weird and also funny mm -hmm. and i'm gonna enjoy the hell out of it because nobody gave us money really or took us seriously from yeah. the beginning yeah so i i just it's, i'm a, yeah the thing about the thing that that julie is discovering is that the horror community i call them we we call each other the tribe um yes. we are loving and we are funny yes. and we are welcoming and she like came to flashback uh, the first day and didn't know whether she was going to come back the second or third day. But like after the first day, she's like, oh, my God, everybody is unbelievably sweet and nice yes. and giving. And, you know, we like to watch people get beheaded and we like zombies yes. and we like werewolves yes. and we like 
you know, a lot of gore and blood and guts and stuff like that. And yet we are really lovely humans. And that's yes. what Julie is learning is that the horror community is filled with lovely people. That's yes. In fact, I would say that I've had better meetings with people talking about sticking people into wood chippers <laughs> and um, and hurting people on screen than I have talking about comedies with comedy execs at streamers. So I would imagine they take. So, yeah. Oh, it's not fun. Oh, it's yeah. not. They take themselves. Everyone takes themselves so seriously in comedy. And I'm yeah. like, this is garbage. Like, yeah. what are you talking? So there is this thing. So I have found sort of a refuge in. In horror that I and I and I never really understood it and I would listen to your show and be like I just don't get it and now I'm like oh I yeah. get it yeah. also you know it's a great way to sort of um, get your get your anger out you oh, know yeah. as to what's going on in the world oh, yeah. is to yeah, watch yeah, yeah. and to participate in horror so I'm I'm a huge fan and well I've, it's I, and, yeah it, it, my favorite this you know like the horror genre I mean one of the greatest uh, creators in the history of the horror genre is was was the great George Romero who yes. essentially invented an entire genre the modern day zombies that's that mm -hmm. began with Night of the Living Dead and he I always maintain this he was a satirist he made zombie movies mm -hmm. and horror movies but what he was saying about America what he was saying about the world yes. I think he was a satirist and I have often said this he's a satirist on the level of Twain like he's that good yes and yes. he just happened to make movies where people were being eaten by zombies and yet Correct. what he was saying was satirical and funny and very important um, and it's in the horror genre and and yes. so you know I mean it's important stuff I think such important stuff so that's what I'm writing a little horror I'm cool. writing some comedy but even in my comedy there's just like really dark stuff so yeah. I'm writing I don't know if look I don't know if I'll ever sell a piece of my writing ever in my life. And you know what? I have to be okay with that and still write. Like, that's what I came to. It's like, it's just like radio, like podcasting, right? Like, yeah. we don't know where it's going to go. We don't know if you're going to, you know, blow up and have, although you have an advertiser, which is amazing, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, uh, and that's a great commercial. Yeah, and I think we're getting we're getting some more. Uh, I'm I, I sure. think as that's coming in, and uh, and right. people are more people are listening uh, to the podcast. It's, it's just amazing. a dip, as you know, as you know, Jen, you did radio. Oh um, yeah, and it's a di podcast is a completely different animal. It's an entirely <laughs> different thing, and it's taken a while for me to like get into podcast mode as right. opposed to like I'm radio guy. I've been I was yeah. radio guy for 35 years. Correct. And now I'm a year and a half, over a year and a half into podcast, and now I'm podcast guy, and I know how yes. that works. It's a yes. different thing. It's a different thing. It's a, it's a different thing, and it's also you you were part of an institution for so long, so mm -hmm. to sort of step away and do your own thing is also super hard, and I know well, people were like telling you to do it for so long, and you had yeah. to be ready. I, yeah, and it was. it was a, it, The transition was was long, but um, it was worth it. Now, now I want to talk a little bit about you loved uh, – you were great – when you filled in at the car wash uh, oh, on the I radio. I loved it. You were fantastic. It. You were great. Yeah. And you know, you know, like one of my regular guests is Amy Guth. And I know you yes. guys work together a lot. Um, you, you You are two of my favorite. You are two of my favorite people in the world. Oh. And, you know, to have you on the podcast is always a thrill. And Amy, I just had Amy on last week. And she's, you know, I, she's in I L.A. She's out. I know. We're going to see each other. She's going to come out. There you go. And and so, yeah. but you guys are, were, you know, Amy had a regular show and you filled in a lot. And you were doing regular stuff on uh, on on the uh, on the show, and you know, obviously, my partner here is Esmeralda, and she was yes. on and filled in a lot, worked with you a lot. It was fun doing radio in those listen, days. Listen, listen, that the car wash <laughs> before it became whatever the nightmare is now was 
a blast and everyone yeah. what we i had amy and i had the best time together we had a g great time apart tom was there all the people right that we yeah. you know your producer all yep. dan chagru yep. i met some of the greatest people and it was sort of this golden era of like you know in between in the in the late 2000s there like the two you know 2010 era yeah. on until yep. until it got gross that yeah. it was so much fun and also hilarious and a great great car wash situation yeah. it was great yeah, yeah. it was no, great it was the, so was i miss that i miss that but you know the thing is like we have to i guess i i've learned that i i have to adapt like things don't stay the same which i hate but they don't they just yeah. don't stay the same so i'm so glad you have this podcast because we can still because i know people were like we want to hear you and now they can they can yeah. hear you yeah thank gosh so yeah so you're you're writing a lot doing some horror stuff um, what about what about stage stuff? What's the stage situation? Do you so, do because I know you do shows and you do comedy yes. and stuff like that. How does that work in and out of L.A.? Are you still getting able to, to, to get your to get your Here's reps in at all? Here's the thing. I I sort of took a break. I did some post pandemic. I performed um, with a, a live podcast called Risk which is a podcast that then true stories and all that. And it is fun, but I gotta say living out here and then driving in, it could take me to go one, oh, to man. go 60 miles. One time it took me three hours. Oh. So one way. And I thought, why am I, and gas is expensive. So I'm trying to explore what's going on here at the beach. Like I live in Ventura, which is literally like sort of where Lost Boys fit was. It yep. wasn't, that was Santa Cruz, but it was a vibe. Yep. So it's a weird place. And I'm trying to like make friends and see what's going on here with the stage scene. But I gotta say like in LA, yeah, it was, it is thriving, but also, you know, to be honest, there is always an angle in LA of people wanting their own TV shows, even if it is a storytelling situation, right? So it's not the same as Chicago where like, you know, you're doing it for the sake of community. Here, there is always this hope that someone yeah. will discover someone. Yeah. It makes it, it a different thing. It does, it does. I know that, and I have friends who obviously are still out in LA who used to work with the factory and you know, whereas like, uh, you know, and the factory's still going. I just saw their their last show, this show that Scott Oaken uh, co-wrote with uh, with Len Foote. Um, yes. And it was about their days working at Venture in the mid 80s. Oh, I loved Venture. Yeah. <laughs> I loved Venture. Oh, my and, gosh. And they wrote this play about their time, you know, in the mid 80s when they worked there. And, uh, you know, I went to see it and it was to me. You know, like watching it, I had, I had been a part of every one of those conversations that they had on on that stage because yes, I knew them I'm then. Sure. And it was fun, but the factory is still going. They're still working. That's and, so brilliant. But the stuff that you, that that's for the most part that I hear when people go on stage in LA, it's a showcase. Like you're hoping sure. somebody shows up yes. from the business. Yes. It's not, you're not doing yes. it just to do it like you do it here in Chicago. Yes. You are hoping for someone to show up. It's a showcase. It's always a showcase. And, and you know, that gets tiring because the, the bottom line is that never happens. No, no, like one person might come and see someone and, and, and maybe get them a meeting or something. But what I found is that, that, that the more I go looking for 
the the fame and people to say oh you're so great the least uh, less attractive it is i am my work is because there is this sense of desperation that i'm like no no dude i don't want to be doing that anymore so what i found is that like i'm writing stuff and people are reading it and from there are coming meetings because they genuinely dig my writing and why they dig my writing is because i've been spending a lot of time working on it not because you know i'm so glorious is that i practice right so it's everything I thought was true in my 20s and 30s turned out to be a big fat lie about like, <laughs> if you just know the right people and if you just look a certain way, your whole life is going to be made for you. It just doesn't work like that. And yet, unless you're like Jennifer Lawrence, right, or whatever. But like most people, you 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 got to just focus on what kind of stuff you want to yeah. do and, and be OK if if no one ever pays you a dime for it. Yeah. Now, and that's just the truth. It is the truth. It's true. It, it's true. And I'm glad that you're working. I'm glad you're writing. I mean, that's the way to go. Now, now, now you are, you have booked another Walmart. Now you oh were, my gosh. you were fantastic. I love the, you, you had a national, you had a Walmart national, Yeah. which is nice, especially during a strike to have a little bit of that money Correct. coming in. Uh, Correct. But yeah, no. So explain what the Walmart commercial so, was and you just booked another one for the holidays. Yes. Or? So, no, it was, it, it came out. Um, so oh. I booked a one where I booked one, uh, I booked two. And one, the first one was this funny one where I'm talking, it was all improv about a cat and my kids right, are doing right. bad things to the cat, right. which is hilarious because the, the British director was really like, stop with the cat, that they're never going to pick a cat one. And yeah. they ended up picking a cat one. So it just shows you like, nobody really knows. So that was a hilarious and fun, great day on set. And then I figured, okay, that's it. You know, I'm a middle-aged plus size, half Latin a weirdo i'm never going to get another national commercial sure enough i booked another one where i'm overfeeding my son who's too skinny and it's a walmart commercial (laughs) and it is it is a really short you know there's just it's mos so there's no words but it is a short and people really liked it it's funny he's very little and i've literally made him like 14 dishes and i don't cook so like they show me cooking and they brought in professional chefs and it was so i am just like okay Hey, if I can book national commercials, literally anything is possible in this world. Because yeah. I was always under the impression that you had to look a certain way and you couldn't be plus size. But now it gives me hope that things are changing a little bit. And both mm-hmm. the directors on both of those shoots were amazing humans that just wanted genuine, funny, nice people. And that gives me hope. So who would thought? Yeah. I, I for sure would never think that national commercials would be in my future. And yeah. now because of the strike, you you can there the commercials you can still do nationals right that's a different yeah. contract right. so i'm auditioning like crazy i i i, I never thought this was possible that's so great. i think the moral is you just don't know where you're going to end up and also right. to just keep doing the thing that you like mm-hmm. and show up as yourself and and people seem to be okay with it i don't know look well you're writing a lot and everybody can check out your website which is jen bosworth ramirez.com that's it it's easy Altogether. peasy John Bosworth Ramirez.com and you can get updates on what's happening and all that cool stuff. Yes. Before, before, before we get you out of here, we yes. have to talk a little, we have to talk a little Nick Cage now. Oh gosh. Um, he's been guy. making, he's got like 10 tons of other movies that are coming out. Now, uh, the, the biggest one that he had this year so far, uh, is Renfield. And, yeah. uh, and I, what, what are your thoughts having worked? How long did you work for Cage? 
I worked uh, for five years. I was, yeah, it was a long period from 2001 to 2006. And I was one of three, you know, three assistants. um, And I worked at his office at his production company. And here's the thing about Renfield. You talked about, you know, being a satirist. He thinks that he's a satirist, but really sometimes it just comes off as really poor writing and acting like yeah. I, I i know what he's trying to do i think but it doesn't it's like as if something doesn't connect so it just is kind of dumb like mm. i don't know how else to put it other than i didn't i couldn't watch the whole thing i didn't it's like he gets trapped in different genres and he doesn't know what movie he, kind of movie he's in and they yeah. need to say like listen listen nick you're in this kind of a movie and we need you to do this version of nick cage and like something doesn't connect and i don't know what it is but i thought it was ridiculous and not compelling in any way i agree what about you yeah yeah i'm not yeah. not i was not a fan uh no. at all i know people who liked it but i just wasn't and and nicholas cage has been doing that weirdo vampire stuff yeah. since the beginning and and he'll never top vampires kiss like that's never like, you never. could play you could play renfield 50 more times it's never going to be better than w- w- what he did in vampires kiss which yeah is still that's my a brilliant favorite. film yeah. yeah now but uh, yeah. uh but before but before uh, uh we let you go yeah um i want you very quickly for people who've never <laughs> heard it before and just for the fact that if esmeralda listens to this again can you tell the story about how Nicolas Cage called you yes. one time with a specific yes. question? And it's so funny. I know you guys said I sounded like Jennifer Coolidge. And I know my Nick Cage kind of, <laughs> it's been so long. And like also someone said Holly Hunter and Silence of the There's Lambs. A little Holly, yeah, there's a little Holly. I know. Holly. It's yeah. weird. It's because I've been Well, Holly Hunter, so not long. Silence of the Lambs. You mean Jodie Foster. No, no. I mean Jodie Foster. And it sounds Jody like Foster. Jodie Foster, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So this is my job. My job okay. was to answer the phones at all times. Okay. So I, the phone rings and I say hello and I hear Jen, it's Nick. And I'm like, oh, hi. Yeah, hi. I work. It's your office, you know? So, like, I know who it is. And, uh, yeah, I know from the voice. And he's like, I have a question. Um, he's like, what's, um, do, 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 I, well, I have two questions. First one is, what's my phone number? And I'm like, wait, what? He's like, what's my phone number? And I'm like, Nick, you're calling. And then I give him his literal own cell phone number. Okay, fine. That's weird. But I think, oh, he's a celebrity. And then he's like, oh, wait, one, one more question. Jen, what's a deli? And I'm like, what? He's like, you know, someone was telling me to meet them at the deli. What's a, what would you say is a deli? And I'm like, how do you, one, how does a person get through life without actually knowing what a deli is? Two, how do they not know that it's a weird question to ask someone? And three, um, I, I don't know how to describe it. So I said, a uh, deli, a deli's like a, a diner with a more Hebrew flair. And he's like, perfect. I get it. Perfect. I gotta go. And then he hangs up. First of all, why does he need to know what it is? Can't he just show up? But maybe he thought it was like a club or something. Yeah. I, I don't know. But that the was Nikki deli. being like, okay, bye, Jen. Gotta go. Yeah, God, gotta go. Bye, What's bye. a deli? Uh, What's yeah. my phone number? I was What's like, my what? phone number? What's it? Yeah. yeah. The yeah, Nicolas so, Cage you know, stories are they're they're priceless. They, ab- and, uh, they abound and fantastic. Um, yeah. So, so you're going to continue to write and um, yes, and, and, I'm uh, going to write and audition and see where this wild ride takes me and yeah. not have expectations that you know I'm going to be super fancy. But I will know that uh, I know that my stuff is getting better, and I also know that I found a really great community in the horror community in LA. So Isn't I am nice? thrilled. Fantastic. I am thrilled. 
Yeah. JenBosworthRamirez.com. JenBosworthRamirez.com yes. for all updates and what's going on. Um, uh, good luck with the strike, Jen. I hope it ends. Thank you. you know, and everybody and Me everybody too. gets what they what they deserve because you guys deserve uh, more. Me too. Thank you. Um, and, uh, and I'm so happy to be here, and, and I'm so proud of you that you're that you're doing this and that it's so good. So congratulations. Well, Thank you, Jen. And say my best to, to Miles. I know. Oh, Tell yeah. him I love him. Tell him I love him. He knows. Oh, that. Don't think he's not like literally hanging out right outside my closet door, <laughs> like asking. For updates, I'll tell him you said you love he's him. He's the best. I wouldn't have I okay. wouldn't have met you without him. So that's a no. great thing. Yeah, a great he's thing. a good guy. All right, uh, Nick. We'll talk soon, and we'll visit again uh, sooner than later. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay, Jen. Bye. Jen Bosworth Ramirez, everybody. Esmeralda. Yeah. Esmeralda theme ever it's esmeralda's theme composed and performed by the wonderful jason skaggs and now we say hello to esmeralda as we do on every episode hi esmeralda hello how are you i'm good how are you i'm all right did you enjoy your labor day did you have any celebrations of the labor days um i celebrated by being on my couch (laughs) Ah, see that's a good way it's a good way to celebrate good way to celebrate um yeah no it was it was a uh, it was it was a hot labor day weekend that was uh, yeah 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 just, yeah I mean, just i'm tired of this stuff well it's nice now and it's nice now i mean if we're now it's like 65 degrees outside which is nice yeah i think it's finally breaking i think so too as they so. say yeah that was one of the hotter um uh labor day weekends that are that i can uh, i can recall i did see uh i will say this man duran duran kicked ass esmeralda nice they kicked and you know i would who, think so yeah you know, you know who kicked every ass available on earth uh who's that nile rogers and chic i i can't even you know um i wish he had written a few more hit songs <laughs> just mean, like one or two more right holy shit uh you know the 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 songs that not just for chic and chic is amazing mm-hmm. you know as you know i mean they got left they got chic la freak by chic they also have i mean good times these are such good times. i mean please right there that alone um but like he wrote songs for everybody i mean just the david stuff that he wrote for bowie during the whole let's dance era Mm-hmm. Alone is like a ten-hour show, right? So he was just hitting up like I wrote this. Yeah, no, he's like here, <laughs> here are some songs I wrote, and he did like twenty. He wrote like you know like Love Hangover for Diana Ross. I mean, it's serious. It was insane. Yeah. The, I mean, oh, wow. and the band was tight, and then Duran Duran came out. It was it was great, man. It was great. So very cool. A little, a little muggy out there at Northern Island, but it was, uh, mm. it was a, but it was a great show. So anyway. Hey, speaking of shows, Esmeralda, uh, we, we both found this out uh, just recently. We're doing another show at Zany's. 
in Rosemont. I know. Very exciting. Isn't it awesome? Um, we love Zanies in Rosemont and everybody out there and Chris and Alex and everybody out there. Um, and we're back. Uh, we took some time off during the summer um, because not a lot of people uh, go out on uh, during the summer. They like to spend their time outside. Right. So we are going to be back at Zanies in Rosemont Tuesday, October 24th. Um, and it is the Nick D Podcast Live. It'll be me. It'll be you, Esmeralda. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, a great audience that you will comprise of, uh, the listeners right now. We want you to come out. It's interactive. You'll be a part of the show. We'll ask you questions. We'll do trivia questions. We'll give away a bunch of really cool prizes, like all kinds of cool dinners and apt electronic gift cards, and we've got a magic megaphone to give away. Uh, we're also, because it's so close to Halloween, because it's Tuesday, October 24th, Esmeralda. Yes. We're going to bring some Halloween candy, yeah? We got to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You give a f- people what they want. <laughs> now, you don't get you don't get trick-or-treaters at your place, uh, uh, do you? No, I don't. Yeah, I don't either. Um, I haven't had trick-or-treaters in a long time. I mean, I'll buy a bag of candy, you know, just in case. But oh, inevit- really? Inevitably, I eat it all. It's just an excuse. It just makes me yeah. feel better. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> You know, like maybe, maybe this year someone yeah. will ring my bell. Yeah. Instead of just like actually buying a bag of candy for me to consume, I just go, no, I'm buying it for trick or treaters. I'm not it's, a slob. Yeah. I'm not a fat ass who sits on the couch and eats a bunch of candy. Do you then, do you, do you still um, keep the lie up until Halloween or are you just mid Halloween just eating the candy? Um, I, I'll probably start eating it on, on October 29th. I don't know. I'm right. Because I know there aren't going <laughs> to be Those trick-or-treaters didn't yeah. show up. <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming they're not showing up, so I'm going to stuff my face with the candy. Um, <laughs> but we'll try to find some. Let's try and find some weird Halloween candy. Because sure. you get, some, you sure. get some, weird, some weird shit out there. Let's bring some weird Halloween candy. We'll do a taste test of that live with you guys in the audience. I'll, I'll have a special guest. Uh, we haven't announced who it is yet, but we will have a special guest. My dad will close the show. As you know, Esmeralda, he steals it every mm-hmm. time. Oh, my gosh, yes. It's, there's no reason for you and I to be up there. Just my dad comes up no. and it's all, you know. So my dad will close the show with some jokes. My dad works blue, by the way, if you want to hear my dad telling some blue jokes. Um, yeah, I can't wait to hear if there is a theme, as there has been, like, for the few <laughs> past yeah. few weeks. Oh, by there's the way, as themes to his I, jokes. <laughs> I have to tell you this. You were off on Monday because it was a For the People episode. Mm-hmm. So uh, you had, it was Labor Day, so it was appropriate. You had the day off. Um, oh, yes, yes. But do you want to hear the joke my dad told? Yeah. Okay, because you missed it. So here it is. I will tell it. I won't tell it as well as my father. Okay. Uh, but uh, uh, I, I, he says, uh, went to my doctor, and I said, doctor, I haven't seen my wiener in years. And the doctor said, well, you, you need to diet. And he goes, well, hell, what color is it now? <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Yeah, you like that one, huh? That's that's not uh, bad. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> My dad working a little blue lately. I don't know what's going on. Talking about you know dying your penis. That's uh that's there, there you go. Anyway, I don't know what he's going to tell live on stage. Who knows at that point? But he will close the I show. I know. Very exciting. And, I cannot uh, it's wait. Gonna, it's going to be great. We're, we're very excited to be back at Rosemont. Uh, Zanies and Rosemont. Wonderful people out there. Uh, come on out. Have some drinks. Have some food. Uh, we're going to give away a whole bunch of cool stuff, including dinners and apt electronic uh, gift cards and all kinds of cool stuff. It's the Nick D Podcast Live. It'll be recorded. You'll be a part of it for history. 
Trivia questions, prizes. The doors <laughs> open at 6.30. The show starts history. at 7.30. Yeah. It'll be history. It'll be historic, I promise. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, Tuesday, October 24th, 7.30 it all starts. The Nick D Podcast Live at Rosemont is Zanies in Rosemont. Get your tickets now, rosemont.zanies.com, rosemont.zanies.com, or you can call the box office at 847-813-0484. That's 847-813-0484 or rosemont.zanies.com. Let's pack the place, jam it up. Tuesday, October 24th, the Nick D Podcast Live back at Zanies and Rosemont. So uh, we hope to see you all on that night. So there you mm-hmm. go. Zanies and Rosemont, you, I love that place. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, we'll be back, uh, you know, from touring with Michael Bolton. Oh, wait, hold, hold, wait, hold and on. Gentlemen, yeah. Michael Bolton. Now, where will we be coming back from? Do we know where we're going to be uh, coming back York, from? York, Pennsylvania. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yes. We talked about this last time, his obsession. Yeah. And we won't the... be back. We won't be back on the road until December. So, oh, just so we get a little break. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. cool, cool. So we can have a great blowout of a show on October 24th and not worry oh, about yeah. having to get back on the road with and this gentlemen, guy. Michael yeah. Bolton. Yeah. We get a little time off. <laughs> a little time off from the Bolton madness. Yeah, until yeah. we got to go to Buffalo, New York. Oh, good old <laughs> Buffalo. So we go to the home of the Peppermint Patty, and then we go to the home of the Hot Wings. That's, right, uh, and that's, then yes, and then we go to New Buffalo, oh, Michigan. Oh, yes. oh, and gentlemen, Michael Bolton. Where's he playing? Where? What's he playing in New Buffalo? Uh, the Four Winds Casino. Oh, it's a casino. Of course, he's playing a casino. Mm-hmm. Of course, he is. We can do a little gambling. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> the Four Winds Casino. Four Winds Casino and some Buffalo. gambling. That's right, man. Oh, yeah. Uh Uh-oh. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. Hi, Carrie. How you doing, Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. She's wearing her Michael Bolton T-shirt. She's ready to come on the road with us for a little while. Nice. I was going to say, are you packed? Because on the 10th, we're going to to be in Bulgaria. Oh, oh my God. All right. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. And then to Greece, because, you know, and then Portugal. And then Port Man, oh man, we are traveling everywhere. Hey, gentlemen, I know. Michael Bolton. Wow, it's a good thing yeah, I got my. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be fun to see good. him every time. Every time, and we'll have to plan our next, uh, you know, live podcasts like in November and December and stuff around that tour. We'll have to plan them around that tour. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Because yeah. we can't miss a date. We cannot. You cannot. You, cannot. you can't. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. is costing us a lot of money. It's costing us a lot to of follow money. Follow him, but you exactly. know. But who? Hey, who cares, man? It's Michael exactly. Bolton. Gentlemen, Michael Bolton. And we did get a life supply of uh, York peppermint patties that we can bring with us because that's going to be because um, we know how much right, he loves them. Right, right. Remember, because he's yes. got that army of. He of, demands of, them. He demands them, and he's got that army of sloth security. Remember, we were talking about the sloths mm-hmm. that he has for security. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which you wouldn't think, but you know that's the no. point, right? No, no one suspects the sloths. <laughs> hey, by the way, um, uh, uh, so so the, the sloth movie, which didn't, I, it was only out for like a day, and and then I guess it's gonna, <laughs> it showed for like a day or two. It didn't even play a full week. The sloth house or slother slother house. Mm-hmm. But Did now, they, is it because they just wanted the Oscar? <laughs> 
Yeah, that's exactly right. They wanted Oscar consideration. That's right. That's that's they're like, just play for the day. It's that's fine. Right. It'll work. <laughs> that's right. That's what it was all about. It was like, yeah, we got to get those Oscar nominations for the sloth. Because, uh, so, <laughs> um, you know, at least for the sloth. But now, uh, not only did I have to sit through a stupid-ass movie about a sloth, but then uh, the other night I sat through this dumbass nun movie um, from the conjuring universe you know the conjuring oh right movies? i noticed they had another one there's a no i don't even remember the first right? fucking movie there's, and i i saw the second a bunch one. of those i saw the second one it's none two it comes it comes out it comes out today i mean it's a piece of shit and i saw it and i and i right. literally i know i saw the first one i don't remember anything honest to god i don't remember and i'm watching the movie the other night the none two electric boogaloo i'm watching it mm -hmm. and I, and they're doing throwbacks to the first one. I'm like, I don't remember any guy. I don't remember. And the movie was, I mean, it was like 2018. So it wasn't like it was 40 years ago. I mean, well, at least they gave you the, the, the throwbacks. throwbacks the because, and I'm you like, know. I don't, I don't remember. And it's so fucking stupid. I, I can't, I can't even. It's so dumb. Now, have you seen any of these conjuring? You saw the conjuring, right? You've seen. No, well, I think I tried to watch the conjuring once and it, I was, it was a little slow, I believe, or something. There was something about it where I'm just like, uh, and yeah. I'm bored. <laughs> the first one's the first one is pretty good. The first one's pretty good. I'll give I'll give you the first one. The first one's good because Lily Taylor's in it, and she's great, mm -hmm. and she like gets possessed and shit, and it's pretty cool. But then they got these goddamn Annabelle with the doll movies. That's another offshoot. They all really, came from the, yeah. So those Annabelle, those doll movies, those are from yeah. the Conjuring, and the fucking huh. nun movies are from the Conjuring movies too and then didn't they just make a new one well they had the insidious and that's a different oh right it's the same shit but it's like a di i don't even know anymore uh, these wow, movies they're really just I... they're really doing the you know they're they're doing what i think they should do for a lot of other like uh ideas and tv shows and movies <laughs> where they're just going all all out every all out. Like everything is an offshoot of this one movie where there's so many properties where I'm just like, how have they not explored more stories for this thing? You know, like I was thinking about, um, uh, what's the, dang it. Oh, Blade Runner. Okay. I'm, I'm amazed how there isn't more offshoot stories and things. Well, a they had, <laughs> <they> this. <laughs> <laughs> they had a um a Blade Runner. They did have a, an animated Blade Runner series. Yeah, but that was just like recently. You would think that people would take more. Um, I don't want to say advantage, but like do an origin know, people, story of of Roy yeah, Bat. I, uh, well, I would like, just think people would be more like, well, let's do this and let's do that, and and maybe you know they're getting stopped by copyrights and things. But yeah, um, the way this movie, The Conjuring, is just going. With nuns and dolls and the other yeah. movies and this well, and that, like I, I like the idea. Yeah, and it's a I great like idea. That. But the thing, the problem is, and here's the here's the difference with the, with the with the franchise that you chose, is yeah. that like Blade Runner, although it's a legendary movie, it didn't make money when it came out. And the second Blade Runner movie, the 2049, fucking bombed. It oh, really? bombed. And so, but these stupid ass Conjuring movies, they make money, and people, yeah, well, like you know, scary. People yeah, like yeah. scary. The screening I went to Monday night of The Nun, and by the way, they showed it in IMAX. Like, that fucking makes it... Like, what? So it's just giant. Giant nun. Right? It was a giant loud nun. 
And I'm like, what? Because yeah, there's really no, see, to me, I don't get it. I get it. I maybe like big booms and all that. But like, it's just giant, right? That's yeah. that's all IMAX it's, is. It's, it's just it's, big. It's really big and loud. That's that's the that's right. the difference. And I don't want to see the Nun movie. I don't want to see a fucking The Nun 2 in IMAX. I don't want, you know what I mean? Like, I don't care about that shit. But um, but it was in IMAX, and the place was packed. I mean, it was I mean, it was a, it was a press screening, but it was also like I guess the, the, it was a ticket giveaway. Mm-hmm. And well, it was packed. It went, and there were there were three people dressed as nuns at the thing. Oh they wow! Weren't, they weren't like real nuns because they were like in sexy nun uh, costumes. So I mean, they yeah, real nuns aren't going to the nun. <laughs> and I went to go see this. Uh, uh, no, they're not. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> I think the nuns are like, uh, finally. <laughs> finally. We can get out of the convent and go see the nun, too. Like We, uh, we took this vow of, of celibacy, but we're going to go see the goddamn nun. That's for sure. So I just saw this goddamn Kenneth Branagh, uh, uh, Agatha Christie thing, the haunting in mm-hmm. Venice. Went yes. to that screening. I went to that last night. And they, I don't know what's going on with like the press screenings now, but they have employees of the uh publicists of the of the you know uh, the the people who are putting on the screenings Mm -hmm. the pr firms and stuff yeah they have them like dressed up in costume now like they had (laughs) i don't know who draws the the short straw you know god but they had like someone dressed up like a nun the other night at the nun too and they had two people dressed up as like um these mysterious figures with lanterns because the movie takes place in Venice in nineteen in the late forties, mm-hmm. and so they have like these really weird people with like white masks and and black cloaks like on a gondola, uh, holding a Wait. holding a because it takes place in Venice, so they're on a right. But that's the costume. Yeah, so they had somebody standing with a black robe and a white mask holding a a lantern when you came into the theater. Okay. Okay. No, like, God. <laughs> no, no, no God. They did. I'm like, no, that would have been cool. They had a, <laughs> if they had a, if we could watch in the, a gondola. Yeah. If we could watch the movie from a gondola, I might have liked the movie a little bit more. I don't know. Mm, but no, they had some, experience. They had like somebody outside the, th- you know, like outside where you check in at the table where the mm-hmm. press checks in, dressed up like a person with a white mask and a black robe holding up a lantern. And then when you walk into the theater, I went, what? Ah! Because there's somebody standing like in the back of the theater in the dark with oh, the, God. dressed up like a like, like a weirdo with a white mask on a gondola holding a lantern. I'm like, what the fuck? Scared the crap out of me. Lord. Yeah. Um, was it supposed to scare the crap out of you? Yes, because it's like a scary move haunting in Venice and it's supposed to be scary. Okay. I'm not supposed Is to it? review. I'm, yeah, it's yeah, it's supposed to be. It's like an okay. Agatha Christie mystery, but it's supernatural and yeah. there are ghosts and it's scary. Yeah. Supposed to be. Okay. Well, I mean, just, I saw tr- I saw a trailer for it, and I just, I, I wasn't sure. Because you're yeah. watching it, and it, it looks spooky. The trailer looks like they, yeah. they make the, try their best at making it spooky. But then, yeah. then but then I'm like, but then there's, um, is it Brana. Pierrot? Yeah, Pierrot. Yeah. 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 Which, in the... my head, all I think of is PBS. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly, and and I mean it's Kenneth Branagh. You know he's got the. This is the third one he's done because he did. Right. He did the remakes of uh, uh, Murder on the Orient Express and Death on the Nile, which both sucked. And uh, and I'm not supposed to review this movie, but I'll give you a hint. It sucks. I can't do a full review of it, but it's not good. Um, and so, so yeah, the whole scary element 
is like, wait a minute, it's Kenneth Branagh. He's done this twice already. It's Hercule Poirot. Right. He's got that silly mustache. He's got the silly mustache. And his deal is that he always disproves anything that's weird that's happening. So how can it be scary if this guy's there to, like, show how it's not real? You know what I mean? Like, that's his... Is this, but is this the one yeah, that's where supposed it might to, yeah, be that real? Might be, that's it, man. He, he, <laughs> he, can't, he can't debunk real ghosts that are scaring people in Venice. Oh, no. He's been bested. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, anyway, I mean, here's, here's a quick review. Boring, man, you're all fucking boring. With your piddling grievances over nothing, you're all fucking boring. Yeah. So that's how I felt about the nun. I was bored out of my mind during the nun too. Oh, well, that's a shame. Yeah. I mean, I've never seen any of them, so <laughs> you don't worry about it. You're not missing anything. Hey, by the way, I it, 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 I actually wore it. You know how I wear nothing but t-shirts with shit written on them because I'm a slob, <laughs> right? Okay, so I wore. You're familiar with you've have you seen the movie The Witch Esmeralda with the, with Black Philip the the devil yes. goat? Yes, okay. yes. So you're familiar with Black Philip then? Yes. And he is the devil. Wouldst thou like to live deliciously? That whole, that whole thing. So I was wearing a black Philip t-shirt when I went to go see The Nun. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize it. I had it on, and it was a, it's a t-shirt with, the, with, uh, with black Philip on it. Okay? The goat. Yes. And, and it says live deliciously. The t-shirt said live deliciously. And I love The Witch. I love that movie. And I love Black Philip. So I wore this shirt. I go to see this goddamn movie, and about halfway through The Nun 2, an evil goat possessed by the devil shows up in the movie. Mm-hmm. Is it Black Philip? <laughs> no, but he's like, he looks like Black Philip, and he's running around chasing people and shit. I mean, it's not hard to, you know, and, and, evil and goats And then, and then But then I'm alike. like, <laughs> yeah, no, they make him look like Black Philip, and he's the devil. They make Because in the movie, in, in The Witch, he's the devil. Oh, so well, the there nun, you go. See, he's making the, another... Uh... He's making and, a little cameo up but, here. But in this one, he's all CGI, and he's running around going, rah, 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 trying to kill people. In the, in, the, <laughs> in the movie that you saw in The Witch, he's an actual goat. It's a real goat. It's not right. CGI. So he's like this big goat running around, you know, like trying to kill people, and it's fucking ridiculous in The Nun. And then I realize, like, I'm sitting in the theater, and I look down at my shirt. I'm like, people are going to think I'm a fan of this goddamn movie. <laughs> like, he knew before. Yeah, like, oh, he must have known before. And then I feel like an asshole when I'm walking out of the theater, like I support this piece of shit. You know what I mean? Right. Like I'm, I'm wearing a T-shirt with a, with a devil goat on it, and I'm like, oh, you know, this guy must have really loved the nun too. No! No, I don't want you to... <laughs> Please don't think... He was think... hoping. Yeah. And I, and I wore it just out of, out of... It was just complete coincidence. Because right. halfway through the right. movie, when, the, when, they, when they introduced this black goat devil, I'm like, son of a bitch, I'm wearing my living... Living deliciously t-shirt. <laughs> People are going to think I'm a fan of this crap. Now it takes place in olden times, right? Uh, the Nun? Yes. No. No, no, no. It takes place in the 50s. Oh, well, that's, I mean. It takes place in France in the 50s. Okay, but that still makes sense then, that yeah. there'd be a goat running around. Because I'm just, just like, who's who's just walking around? I'm like, oh, look it. There's a goat. Oh, oh no. Here, no, I'm getting no, here's, murdered. Here's what happens, Esmeralda. <laughs> there is a stained glass window 
Mm-hmm. And and honest to God, I don't even remember the details. And I saw the goddamn thing two nights ago. Honest to God, I probably don't even remember. You know, it's one of those movies that you 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 walk out and you immediately forget. You know what I mean? Like it's right. over, and you're like, well, fuck that movie. Like, I'm what done. was it about? Exactly, a, a nun, a nun, and a goat. <laughs> There's a nun and a God. goat. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank God the movie's called The Nun because I completely right? don't know. So so. What happens is there's like they're they're investigating of like a there's a fucking murder and they think a nun is mm-hmm. like a ghost nun is doing it and they're investigating it. They bring a nun right. and her partner to investigate this stupid shit. And they're in a church and there's mm-hmm. a stained glass window with a goat on it. Oh, all right. And so the stained glass window and then some sort of light shines through the window and his eyes turn red, the goat's eyes turn red on the stained glass and then that brings the goat to life. So it's not like there's a goat that gets possessed. Okay. So it's sun? A, it's a stained sun glass. Sun brings it. I don't even... A light comes through, and it's a, it's a, it's a stained glass window with a goat on it. Right. And then the I mean, light... I'm assuming sunlight. No, there's like... A, they shine a light on it. They're like... And they, they, I don't even fucking remember. Like, they're trying to figure out... And like they, and it's like at one point as brother, I'm not kidding. At one point, it's like you know, you know, in Raiders that that part in Raiders of the Lost Ark where he's got the thing, and he's in the, I don't know, he's in the fucking pit, and the light shines through it, and then it tells you where the, and there's a ray that hits the ground, it tells you where the treasure is or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's what they do here. Like a light goes through the stained glass window, and then a red laser, <laughs> a red laser shoots out of the goat's eye onto the ground, and oh that's boy. where somebody, that's where something's buried or some shit in the nun. And so then they literally he's murder people. And then the goat comes to life out of the stained glass and starts running around killing people. It's just so goddamn stupid. And they rip off the, ra- they rip off raiders in this movie. <laughs> that's how stupid is he just, this movie is. Is he just smushing people? He, with his goat and, horns, or no? He like cha- at one point he just goes blah blah blah, and he, he comes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he comes out, and you're supposed to be scared because he's like an an he's like a CGI goat, and he's going yeah. and he's big, and then he gallops down the hallway and like rams a couple of people. He rams a couple of people. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. Oh, that's the terrifying. I mean, I would assume he'd ram people. That's kind it, of what I will goats say, I, do. I will say that it's the best part of the movie. That's the, that's, that's the, that's the best I mean, of course, he's a he's a goat. He's a <laughs> demonic goat running around. Well, he's and, the devil, right? Yeah, he's the devil. Like he's the devil. Well, yeah, and then, there you go. And then I, you know, and I feel like an ass because I'm wearing a fucking t-shirt with a ram on it. I'm a goat on it, and I'm like, what the. F- <laughs> Right, like I'm the president of the Nun Two fan club. I'm like, yeah, you I, just, I wore. You you just walk out. Anybody sees you, you go. I just I let it's um it's not this one. It's not. I, this is <laughs> I'm wearing a and I'm wearing, a, it's a t-shirt from the from from the witch, not the nun. It's a completely different woman. It's the, it's the witch, not the nun. <laughs> and like I guess like they want this to be a series of movies like The Conjuring because you know in The Conjuring movies I don't know if you remember but like Vera Formiga. And mm-hmm. uh, Patrick Wilson played this couple. They were real, a real couple. In, they, they were based on a true story. Who were, they would investigate ghosts and supernatural shit. Right. And so the, each movie is about a different investigation that this couple did. So this, these nun movies are now stars Vera Formiga's younger sister. So I guess, <laughs> I guess the Vera Formiga, I can't remember, Tessa Formiga? Formiga? I can't even, whoever plays the um, lead. Yeah, the yeah. Nun, Tessa Formica, Tessa Formica, whatever. She's the um, 
She's also been in the American Horror Story movie oh, okay. or shows. That stupid so thing starts again too. next week. Uh, and it's with uh, Emma Roberts, who I love. Um, but uh, but you know who the main star is? Who's that? Kurt, Kim Kardashian. Like, what the f- Oh, right. Yeah. I remember here. I forgot all and, about and it's, and it's all about pregnancy. It's like a, it's like a birthing. Yeah. Like, I saw that. I saw Birth Rebirth this year, man. I don't need to see. And that's the ultimate. And it's the best. And it's the best movie I've seen all year, almost. And, and yeah. I don't need this shit. But, yeah, no, but Kim Kardashian is in it. But, yeah, no, so so what's her name? Vera Formiga's sister, Tessa Formiga. I'm mispronouncing her name. I don't even know what it is. But she's in one of the American Horror Stories. She was. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. All right. Tysa. Tysa Formiga. Anyway, yes. she plays she plays the <laughs> she plays the nun in the movie The Nun too, but not the evil nun. She plays the nun who's investigating and trying to find out what the evil nun is doing. Like she possesses mm-hmm. in in this movie, the evil nun possesses like a gardener or some shit. Oh wow, <laughs> it's so goddamn stupid, as brother. I swear to God. Yeah, and it's fucking two hours long. I'm like, you can't. <sighs> It's two hours long. Like you can't make a nun movie over an hour and a half. You know what I mean? You and can't. How much? How much is is scary? Like how much of none the of you it. know the meat? Well, f- for me, none of it. I mean, I don't know about right. you because I know you get scared easier than I do. But when do they? When do they get into the you know? Though, into there's the, a quote the unquote opening, scary bits. The opening scene. There's a murder right in the opening. So there's like a oh, the, okay. nun, the nun comes out right in the opening scene. He goes and does some shit. Comes out of the shadow. There's a lot of jump scares in it. You know what I mean? Like that cheap shit. I'm amazed it's not 3D. I'm shot. Well, it was in IMAX. That was, that was, oh. <laughs> oh, it was so stupid. I mean, there's the, all of those movies are so dumb, man. I mean, they're just so dumb. The jump scares, like there's a you know, you know and, and there's all these scenes where like you look at a wall and there's like a, a nun shape on the wall, kind of looks like a nun, and you're like, <laughs> and then all of a sudden it turns into the nun, and then it jumps out. And you're supposed to, you know, I mean oh. that should. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that should evoke some fear. So stupid. So stupid. And so boring. Just boring. God. <laughs> and then, you know what I got to go see? Uh, that I'm, I, I've got to see uh, a little bit. Like we're, 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 we are taping this ahead of time for people. Who, I don't want to ruin the illusion. Yeah, I gotta, sure. I got <laughs> to go see that goddamn third Greek wedding movie. Oh, right. Oh, my God. I just, Good luck. It's been a. It's. I'll tell you something. Movie wise, this week it's been fucking rough. It's, <laughs> it's yeah, rough, man. Is there any movies coming out? Uh, there? Like, uh, it's been a. It's been like a. I mean, man, this week is rough because you got the the Greek wedding, yeah, and the and the nun movie, and those are the only two movies that are opening. The only two big movies that are opening this week. The Denzel movie, The Equalizer, was terrible. That was from last week. Oh, had, right. Yeah, had, I had would great, assume. <laughs> had great violence, had great kills, and, and, and oh, Italy, perfect. Italy looked great. Yeah. Italy I mean, that's looked, all I need. What else yeah. do you want? <laughs> no, that's it. Denzel killed The first 10 minutes, Denzel kills like 40 guys. It's awesome. Nice. And I then it. Italy, okay. And then the rest of the movie, Italy looks good. So it's not, Yeah. you know. But, man, uh, you know, it's been it's, – but there's a lot of great stuff coming out. Later, later, yeah. <laughs> Just this, this week, is, not not so hot. Not, not so hot, man. Not so hot. And I mean, the big new release coming out next week, uh, the following week, is the goddamn uh, Kenneth Branagh Hercule Poirot movie. Ugh. 
That's exactly. <laughs> Which is the correct response? Have you? Oh, are wow. you I not, didn't. I didn't realize they were. They made another Expendables. Yes, Expendables Four. That comes out in a couple of weeks too. Like, I don't need these. I, I mean, how many Jason Statham movies do we need? We already had the giant shark thing with Statham. Well, I mean, how much? How many things does he have to pay for? That's true. Is how many movies we will be getting with well, Jason he, Statham. <laughs> he, he needs to, to keep his scalp shaved. So that's right there. Right. He that's needs fun. very expensive <laughs> razors <laughs> and shaving cream. And trimmers and shit he needs for, yeah, that's, that's what it is. But no, yeah, Expendables 4, that's coming out too. Yeah. Oh, it's a quality, quality couple of months here. Mm-hmm. And then right around the end of October, the good stuff comes out. And, you know, oh, I mean, some of, some of the really cool, like the, like the, um, uh, the, the, the Pr- Priscilla, which is about Priscilla Presley, the uh, Sophia Coppola's yeah. movie. Okay. That's going to yeah, be yeah. fucking great. I mean, that's going to be great. There's, there's a lot of like, yeah. poor, like poor things with Emma Stone basically playing the Frank, a female version of the Frankenstein monster. That's going to be mm-hmm. amazing. That looks amazing. There's a lot of great stuff coming out. It's just going to take a little while. Uh, uh, I didn't know there was a, another Saw movie. Yeah, Saw 11, I believe. What in the hell? I know, uh, man. 10. 10. 10. You're one oh, I thought there 10. were already t- I thought there were already <laughs> 10 of them. What the hell? Okay, so well, Saw Well, this 10. one is Saw X. So that's, that would be 10. Yeah, that would be 10. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great time to be alive, Esmeralda. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> So now, many Saw movies. Good Lord. I like the first one and the third one. Mm-hmm. I like the third one the most. I think the third is my favorite. The third one is my favorite of all of them. Um, but Now, let me ask you this. Have you seen any of the Saw movies? I know you're not a big... I watched one, and it was on, like, uh, TV. It was on TV TV, so they couldn't oh, really so they show cut much. the shit out of it? Oh, my God. Yeah, so it kind of worked. Was, I was going to say, was me. it, like, a half an hour long? I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I oddly enough, I saw it when I was in England. I was in London, so it was on British television. So I don't know what their oh their, it might be uh, different. I think they're a little bit more. Are. Well, yeah, because like they, I remember when I was a kid, Python used to have tits on, mm-hmm. uh, on you know when they show it, and that was fine on uh, on on BBC. Yeah. They, ha- they had to like. But blur I don't know it. about bl- blood. I don't know if they're yeah. okay. But yeah, but yeah, I've seen I've seen one or two. Okay, I I, I get the gist. Yeah, you, you know, you, you know, you get the gist. I mean, you know, I've seen the, I've seen yeah. the jokes yeah. about would, it. Would you like to play a game? And then you heard you're supposed to, you know, get out of this trap that you're in, or your face will right. explode. You know what I mean? Like, you better answer these yes. three questions, or your face is going to explode, or whatever. And it makes you think. Yeah. Right? Because so th- isn't that the whole idea? Yeah. The premise is the you're people to, like. <laughs> you're supposed to uh, take stock of your life. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. all the bad things that you do in your life, you're supposed to like apologize for them and learn a learn a lesson about what a shitty person you are. That's the whole idea. And then die. And then, then your head explodes. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> um. So now let me ask you this: We were talking a little bit about the stuff. Are you a Are you a murder mystery fan? Do you like to solve them? Uh, are you? You a fan know, of that? I don't. Okay. So I. I um, it depends. Because I do enjoy watching certain PBS television shows, mm-hmm. um, especially the ones with the, uh, the you know they have a, a the series of like hot, hot uh, priest, 
hot priest <laughs> helps helps uh, right, solve I, murders yeah, yeah, yeah. in his no, town. I got you. I told. I got you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which always cracks me up. I'm just like, why are they even asking him anything? But okay, <laughs> it's a small town. I get it. Not a lot of not a lot it. of help. So you enjoy the hot priest? Uh, uh, yeah. Gen- so genre. I like the um. <laughs> win, I think it's called Winchester. Okay. Or, I'm sorry, Grantchester. Grantchester. And there's okay. been two. There's been two priests, I believe, so far. Okay. Like one left, hot, and then the second one came in, also hot. I'm just like, where are they getting these priests? Because I'm sorry, them. I've I have not. I mean, I don't really go to church often, right. so I don't really see many priests. But the right. ones I've seen are not hot. Not not no. the most good looking. No, but these guys are hot, like hot priests. Right? No, they're like real good looking, and then they get to. And then they get to, I don't know, because it's England, right? They're, I forget what their religion is. It's not Catholic. I think Pro- Protestant, maybe? Yeah, Protestant. Oh, no, they're their own thing, right? Church yeah, of own, England. Yeah, there's Church of England. There's Protestant. Yeah. So they can date. They're allowed to date. Right. So they're like, they're pastors, kind of, like we are here. Like Lutherans are, because I'm a Lutheran. Mm-hmm. Or I'm supposed, oh, no, I'm not really. But I went to a Lutheran school. <laughs> By name. Yeah, he's a vicar, which I don't know if that. Vicar is just a priest. Vicar is the Italian. Right. The, the, I was going to say the Italian term for a priest. Yeah. The British term for a priest is a vicar. So, yeah, he can date and stuff. So he's going around oh. on dates and things. Yeah. And, yeah. Hey, is he is he as hot? <laughs> Here's a question for you, Esmeralda. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm already picturing in my head your response. Okay. Because <laughs> <Is> he- <laughs> I know you're going to like this. I know okay. you're going to like this. Is he as hot as the priest in the elevator? Uh, in the uh, 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 oh, in the um, what would happen if we like kiss a, video? Yeah, he's a different what, what hot. Her, what was her name? Uh, she did um, Meredith. Meredith. Oh, uh, Meredith, yes, Meredith Brooks. Meredith Brooks. Okay, so what would happen if we kiss? Sexy video. Yes. Sexy yes. priest. Now, is he as hot as the priest in that video? Because that priest is hot. That's a hot priest. Um, different, different hot. Okay. Different hot. I'd say. Okay. Um. If I remember correctly, the priest from her video is yes. kind of brooding. Yeah, he is. Because they're they're because they share the elevator together, and he wants to fuck her, but he's a priest and he can't. And she clearly right. wants to fuck him, but she's married. That's the thing, because I because I love that song, by the way. I I love that song, and like she's wearing a ring. And one point in the video, she's looking through the through the peephole because she he lives yeah. in the he lives in the apartment down the hall. And they share the elevator up to their apartments, and they look at each other. And then at one point, they just maul each other. Remember at the end, they maul each other in the elevator? Which also, do priests, I didn't, do priests live amongst the regulars? <laughs> I think so, I thought yeah. they had a house. I thought they had, like, housing. Yeah. That's separate from us. God, we are so, you know what? There are probably a billion people who are people listening are to this People are probably right just now, yelling at us. Screaming. Because oh. we like don't know. It's like when I asked my mom, like, when I was little, I would ask just <laughs> weird questions about, and she'd be like, that's blasphemous. Yeah, you can. Shut your mouth. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> are priests cool. allowed to eat? Priests can't eat, right? They can't. They're not allowed to eat. They can't pee. There's a priest don't pee, do they? <laughs> well, they're oh certainly my God. Not- speaking of speaking of not being able to pee, um, <laughs> I just I just started watching um, a and I didn't re- I'm sure you knew about it. I yeah. d- don't recall it. Um, okay. This series called The Strain. Oh my God! I love that series. 
I yeah. didn't. I was just. It's on oh, it's Hulu, awesome. and I was just it's flipping awesome. around. Yeah. And yeah, so I started watching that. Well, you and know who's res- you know who's responsible for it. Uh, is it, it's Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, motherfucking well, Guillermo like, del Toro. <laughs> yeah, man. That's why I started watching it because I saw that and I was like, yeah. okay, so it, it has to be good. You're yeah. not going to make something garbage. Yeah, man. Oh, um, priests, priests all over the place in that thing. Well, no, but the, 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 um, the, are they, they're not, are they vampires? They're the yeah. worst no, vampires, they're vampires, by the way. Yeah, they're vampires. They're the grossest yeah. vampires. Yeah. That's because it's These del are the Toro, ones that man. I'm like, no, thank you. I don't yeah, want that. I no, that's not, these. these are not sexy vampires. You know, vampires. Yeah, their wieners supposed... fall off. Hell yeah, man. And they're, uh, yeah, no, it's, alert. that's they del Toro. Yeah, that's, that's del Toro. That's how, that's from the fucked up, twisted mind of Guillermo del Toro, man. Yeah. I just love at one point that they, they kind of show someone's wiener fall off yeah they do. <laughs> you hear it you hear it just plop off and then you see like a little shadow of it going down the toilet which by the way we were watching we we're like that wouldn't go down the toilet <laughs> and now what if it's small enough <laughs> oh man oh god you know what we're out of time <laughs> oh <laughs> As soon as you start talking about wieners falling off, uh, there you go. <laughs> oh well, how far gosh. are you? But before we before we get out of here, how far are you into this? Uh, like five episodes. It's pretty great, man. It's it's. Uh, I'm so glad you discovered it because it's pretty badass. Yeah, <laughs> the last the last one I saw is when they finally um, the old man comes in to kill some people. Yeah, you're yeah you're you're at the end of season yeah. one. You're at the end. Yeah. Of, you're like nearing the end of season one. I think it's three yeah. seasons. I think it's three full seasons. It's great. Okay. It's great. And I can't believe some of the shit they got away with. Because that was on regular. That was on, like, FX. Well, they get away with a lot of shit on FX. But, oh, uh, yeah. Well, no. Well, FX is because it's cable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they can they can do a little more. Yeah. So anyway, well, all right. Wieners and toilets. That's how we're closing this uh, episode. <laughs> and by the way, if you want to see your wiener in a toilet, come to the Nick D Podcast Live. <laughs> Tuesday, October 24th at Zanies and Rosemont. Get your tickets now. Rosemont.zanies.com. You want to be a part of the Nick D podcast? Leave your voicemails at 773-417-6948. Drop us an email, nickdpodcast at gmail.com. You want to be a sponsor? Please uh, do that with us. At, uh, write us and say sales at radiomisfits.com. Just like our friend Brian Alaspa, whose book Devoured is out there, and you can check that out as well. Jason Skaggs does all the music and the sound. Ed takes care of all the other cool stuff. Rate and review us on every platform. My thanks to Jen Bosworth Ramirez. And uh, Mike Kurz, remember, go on out to the uh, Midway Drive-In on September 16th for the four back-to-back horror movies uh, coming up uh, there. You can check out the MidwayDriveIn.com. And Esmeralda, I will talk to you uh, next time. Yes. All right, cool. And thanks, everybody, for listening to the Nick D Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>